Hello, and welcome to the 30th episode of Freelance Pod. Before we get into why that's such a special number for me, here's some news about Freelance Pod's first live event. That's right, Freelance Pod is going live in September at the London Podcast Festival. You can be in the audience as I interview a special guest live at King's Place. The special guest is Syrian refugee, stand up comic, and journalist Abdul Wahab Tahan. Here he is talking about doing stand up at a book festival and having a very famous actor introduce him. Uh, the other two stand ups was in a book um, in a book festival uh, where I was introduced by uh, Jason Isaac. He was a, a, a famous actor that I watched when I was in Syria in his film The Patriot. And never had I imagined I would be introduced by him, <laughs> which is very funny because I remember calling my brother after that and I said, I sent him the photo. I said, uh, Do you remember when we watched this film together? We wa- I remember watching the film together in our bedroom, like both of us watching a 14 inch one of those uh, fat ass uh, uh, screens. Sorry, pardon my French. Hello, and welcome to Freelance Pod. My name's Chandrika Chakrabarti and I'll be your host. Freelance Pod is all about how the internet has revolutionised work and our lives. Each episode, I invite a guest from a creative field to tell me about how the internet's transformed or invented their job. I love hearing from you, so if you enjoy the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend as well. You can also sign up for the Freelance Pod newsletter, which comes out every time there's a new episode, which is about every week. So you can find the sign up at tinyletter.com forward slash freelance pod. That's all one word. The podcast is also on social. So you can find it on Twitter at freelance underscore pod underscore on Instagram at freelance pod or one word. And there's a group on Facebook. So just search freelance pod. If you'd like to see Abdul Tahan on stage with me for a live recording of Freelance Pod on Saturday the 7th September at 2pm, you can buy tickets for under a tenner at www.kingsplace.co.uk forward slash what's dash on forward slash words forward slash freelance dash pod. You can also just Google Freelance Pod Kings Place or Freelance Pod London Podcast Festival and I'm sure you'll find that page. Now we have Freelance Pod's first cross promo. I was the guest on the launch episode of The Media Insider with author and PR Helen Croydon. Here's a snippet of our conversation, which was mostly about interviewing. Does it help if they do some research into what is topical right now and they can relate their story to what is topical? I think that's what's really helpful. It's worth thinking about the kind of personal stories actually which often the PR doesn't want to be getting out their celebrity and the celebrity doesn't want to be giving but unfortunately the best stories are the kind of you know my dad fell ill in my teen years and and I I had to look after him for a year but then he was better like you know things which involve words like mum and dad and girlfriend and boyfriend or relationship type things because we all have those relationships in our lives. If you'd like to hear more from the episode, you can find The Media Insider online or on your favourite podcast app. So, let's get on to this week's episode of Freelance Pod. I met my guest, Abdul Tahan, through the London College Communications Excellent Refugee Journalism Project. Definitely worth a follow on Twitter at Refugee Journal, or one word. 
The project has been instrumental in helping Abdullin to work. Before he joined the scheme, he'd applied for 100 journalism jobs without any success. Since going through the one-year scheme in 2015, Abdul has worked for the NGO Airwars and written for The Guardian, alongside lecturing at UCL and now working towards a PhD at London College of Communication. Abdul's also a stand-up comic, getting introduced by the likes of actor Jason Isaacs and opening for huge BBC comedy talent Ramesh Ranganathan. Right, let's hear from this week's guest, Abdul Wahab Tahan. Oh yes, and the pod's 30. Why is that so important? Well, 30 is the largest number of episodes of a podcast that I've ever made. I had to leave off working my first podcast, Black Mirror Cracked, when I was made redundant from the Daily Mirror last year. They retained the intellectual property on that one. So to have made 30 episodes of a podcast all on my own, but with my amazing guests, of course, feels like a huge achievement. Thanks to everyone who's guested on Freelance Pod and everyone who's recorded with me and is waiting to hear theirs. Here's to another 30 episodes, eh? Right, let's hear from this week's guest, Abdul Wahab Tahan. Back in 2000, 2012 was the last time I left Syria. That was in September. And then I moved to Turkey, and from Turkey I applied for a visa, and I came here. And I applied for asylum here. I started getting breakfast at Starbucks, or a cafe, or cleaner. Um, so actually, I did it. I did a lot of different low-skill jobs. But when I went to work in the cafe and I saw people actually queuing for coffee, this is something I've never seen in Syria, people queuing for coffee. We would queue for food, <laughs> for um, bread, or not, or rice, or um, sugar, but not to get coffee, actually something you can do at home. So I was really baffled by this. And I remember one of my colleagues was uh, British, and uh, he was he was uh, doing the, the cashier, and he would talk to people. And sometimes some, someone comes and they would ask uh, ask him, "Hey, love, what can I what can I get you?" And I was like, "Okay, um, I wanna I wanna sound British." Uh, when I first arrived, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna copy that." And then uh, someone came in and I looked and I said, "Hey, love." <laughs> it felt very weird, um, and I stopped it after that. I was like, okay, I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to say, hey, love, even though it might sound uh, natural. A lot of British people say it. Uh, it didn't sound natural at all. It sounded a little bit pervy, <laughs> and I don't want to be misunderstood, so I decided not to say it again. Here, Abdul tells me what it's like to take the life in the UK test, part of his journey towards becoming a British citizen. I'm a visiting lecturer, right? And I do I do mark some marking for assignments. So if I see the title is not reflected in the essay, I would penalize that student and talk to them and tell them your your content should reflect your title. So the title of this test, if I was marking this test or evaluating this test, I would definitely fail the home office for that <laughs> because the title is very deceiving. It's not actually life in the UK. It's history of the UK and random things British people don't know or care or want to know. But if there were more about the NHS and what to, what number to call in in an emergency and how to meet your local MPs and then how to, to register to, to vote and, and such things. But most of the stuff were about you know, culture. For example, there was a question, how many golf courses are there? And where is the O2 arena? Or are you asking, what's, what's the purpose? Knowing that the O2 arena is in London, how does that make me more British than any other British person? Uh, or how does that you know, help me integrate a few things about this, this test that I didn't understand, or, 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 you know, a lot of British people, I tried, asked them to take the mock test online, and they failed it. 
So that that made me question their Britishness. Every time I see a British person, I, I would ask them some questions, <laughs> just to question their Britishness. Hey, you mate, you, you failed this test. You should, you know, be ashamed of yourself. And one of the sections in the in this test is about British values, and there was one of the one of the uh, things about British values: the ability to laugh at yourself. And, and I didn't. It's like okay, the, the the ability to laugh at, at myself does that make me British? And there was another one. There was a question, actually a mock test, asking you uh, what which one of these are British values. And it's going to the pub, um, eating fish and chips, laughing at yourself, or having a university degree. I said, well, obviously not having a university degree, but the rest of them, the three of them, could be any of them could be a British value, like have eaten fish and chips. While you're at the pub and laughing at yourself, that's it. I've cracked it. Uh, please give me the British citizenship now. Well, um, refugees, you know, use a lot of um, comedy in order to cope with reality, especially when when it's, in, it's a new country, it's a new system that you need to adopt to, to adapt to and, and learn. So we use a lot of most of the time, most of our our conversations are sarcastic and, and making fun of the system that we need to adapt to. Uh, or the things that we were told. For example, the other day, my friend uh, was dating this girl, and uh, he was having some kind of hardships because, <laughs> in in his in his mind, that if he's in a relationship, he has to be committed and he has to get married. But the girl doesn't really want to get married now, even though they've been together for like a year and a half. So she said, "It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this relationship. You don't have to feel guilty. Let's go and talk to my mom." So they go and talk to her, to, to her mom. And his mom tells him, oh, I just enjoy the moment. We, we started talking about how we grew up together and how, you know, going to the to, to school and where uh, for uh, the sports uh, lessons. And if you didn't have your sports shoes, uh, the uh, your teacher might smack you six times on your face. And you're enjoying the moment because it's only six times, not seven or eight times. And so stories like this... Um, and, that people don't really hear. It's kind of exclusive. It's all you'd all see people who are extremely successful, like people who've been to Cambridge, Oxford, or did something you know uh, extraordinary. Or you hear about miserable people usually crossing the borders or being bullied. No one is there to stand up for them. Uh, but in the in the in between, it's lost. And usually, a lot of people when they talk about refugees, even the charities. They look at refugees as you know the vulnerable people who need help, and so we must help them and you know pity. So this feeling of pity is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that we're not normal people like everyone else. That's why whenever I go, I tell people that I am a refugee, just to try to fight to fight this um, stigma that uh, being a refugee is a bad thing, or oh you shouldn't tell people you're a refugee or it's a sensitive topic. No, it's not a sensitive topic. It's fine. There is a difference between holding a placard saying refugees welcome and actually having a chat with one. Here, Abdul tells us why. At university, I've met a lot of people, especially students, who I've, I always ask them in the first uh, lesson, say, um, have you guys been involved with refugees? And a lot of them say, yeah, they welcome refugees and stuff. And then I ask them, have you ever talked to a refugee, actually? None of them. Most of them have not actually talked to a refugee or met a refugee. And they have this, you know, um, uh, imagination or, or image in their head that we live in a cave, right? All the refugees live in the refugee cave, and there's a kind of a supervisor in this cave. 
But no, we live amongst people, you know, in the streets. I live in southeast London. My other friend lives in West London. We live in all over, in shared flats, in, 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 in houses, in, in accommodations, on a boat, everywhere. So just normal people. So I thought it, it, it would be beneficial for both the refugees to tell their stories in a sarcastic way and how they're adapt, adapting to the new system and to the host communities or NGOs or people to hear of what these people want to hear because um, a lot of in, uh, initiatives I've been off work with are kind of look at what refugees need from their eyes, not through the refugees' eyes, but through the NGOs' eyes or the initiatives' eyes or according to what they think. Uh, but in, in my case, I'm a refugee myself, so I'm giving the, this mic to uh, other fellow refugees and we're telling our stories. Hopefully by, yeah, by September I would have, uh, hopefully, two or three episodes. We'll see. The Refugee Journalism Project was founded by Vivian Francis, who works at uh, London College of Communication. And it's a initiative in order to help refugees with um, any journalistic background to get back into the business. And actually, the purpose was, when, when I talked to Vivian, was not just to find jobs to refugees to work, but actually to make a change in the way news or the uh, refugee crisis is, is covered. So it's actually to, to, to make an actual difference in, in the way things or news are, you know, are being covered or, and reported. And we have um, people from a lot of different countries, from, from different continents, from Africa, from Asia, even I don't think we have from Southern America. But we have from, from Asia and in, in Africa. And we have, you know, diver, uh, very diverse um, participants. Um, from, you know, and they have lots of different uh, opinions and, and, and backgrounds and experience. And some of them have worked with uh, journalists, for example, Ziad Randur worked, uh, he's a Syrian uh, journalist, and he worked with Sally Hayden on a piece about uh, reporting about refugees going back to Syria, and this piece won awards, uh, for example. Hearing journalists with, um, local journalists with refugees report about their country, you know, it's beneficial for both. It, it gives uh, credibility to their piece. And it gives, you know, experience to the uh, refugee uh, themselves. So um, the the initiative started back in 2015. Uh, I was one of the participants back then. We spent almost a year with um, lots of different workshops. I was able to find a job. I was a researcher for a NGO. Now they're running it for the second time, the Refugee Journalism Project, and there are brilliant people on the project who will be featured in my podcast. Here Abdul talks about performing a stand-up set ahead of Ramesh Ranganathan for Refugee Week 2019, which was in June. Oh yeah, um, I think opening for Ramesh was the highlight of my uh, stand-up career. It was my third stand-up, actually, <laughs> and it was just for 10 minutes. Uh, it was great um, because I was invited. It was during the refugee uh, week, so I was invited to do the warm-up act for him. Uh, it was great because I was uh, you know, taking the piss off the system, the English language, 
and how to integrate. And I remember once I was asking my English teacher what to prepare for, how to prepare. And my English teacher said, expect the unexpected. And I'm like, wait a second, how do you expect the unexpected? If you can expect the unexpected, then it's not unexpected anymore. And, I, and you know, I found that English language is very confusing. Um, it's the same with um, uh, suffixes, for, uh, prefixes, for example, pre, preheat the oven. I'm like, how do you preheat the oven? It's either heated or cold. What do you do to preheat it? So I was really confused. So I was on stage just telling, you know, experience, my experience with the English language and how the first time I came here, I didn't understand the word blue or what it meant. Ramesh was very uh, supportive. So uh, when I asked him about giving me some tips, and he said, well, you know, um, with writing comedy, it, you know, you write something and you try it out, and it comes with experience. Just try to be who you are. Um, try to be yourself. I was like, trying to be myself is not legal sometimes here. <laughs> um, for example, um, you can't really um, come here. For ex uh, A lot of people from my country get married, get, have four wives. So you can't really be yourself in here. It's illegal to have four wives. Uh, again, this is all uh, stereotyping people. So I would say this joke on the stage um, because I find it funny. People tell it to be yourself, but you can't really be yourself. But Ramesh was, he was very humble. Uh, he was funny. And he's the same person on stage and off stage. Uh, the other two stand-ups was in a book, um, in a book festival, uh, where I was introduced by, uh, Jason Isaac. He was a, a, a famous actor that I watched when I was in Syria in his film The Patriot. And never had I imagined I would be introduced by him, <laughs> which is very funny because I remember to call him my brother after that and I said, I sent him the photo. I said, uh, do you remember when we watched this film together? We, I remember watching the film together in our bedroom. We're like both of us watching a 14-inch, one of those uh, fat-ass um, uh, screens. Sorry, uh, pardon my French. Uh, but it's only 14-inch, but you know it was you know very fat because it's old. I remember watching him, watching him there, and then he was introducing me to this crowd, and it's really surprised. You know, it's like where life takes you. Um, and I always say, you know, being a refugee, there's always a silver lining for it. You go to places sometimes, you do things, you learn things, you it's a new culture. I came to this country, a refugee, didn't have pretty much anything on me. I met the love of my life in here. Uh, I'm now teaching at universities. Um, I used to see leaflets for uh, University College London when I was in Syria. Now I'm teaching here. So um, for me, it's, it's being a refugee is a dream come true. <laughs> anyway. I have, yeah, I have four brothers. So I've got two in the United States. I've got uh, one in Germany. So we used to share the same room together. Uh, he lives in Germany. Uh, I visit him often. He visits me often as well because you know Germany is very close here. I don't need a visa to go there. He doesn't need a visa to come here because he's, he's a German citizen. So we always visit each other. We grew up together, so we always talk about the same things we've seen together. And now it's happening. Like it's it's a dream. He wanted he wanted to come and see my comedy because we used to watch a lot of comedy set up comedy together, but he couldn't. But hopefully next time he will be around. So you've heard a bit from Abdul Wahab Tahan, the guest for Freelance Pod's first live recording at the London Podcast Festival. If you'd like to join us for the recording, which is at two p.m. on Saturday the seventh September at King's Place in King's Cross. Head over to this website for more information and tickets for under a tenner. 
www.kingsplace.co.uk forward slash what's dash on forward slash words forward slash freelance dash pod. You can also find the website by googling Freelance Pod in King's Place or Freelance Pod and the London Podcast Festival. It's so exciting to be part of a great lineup, including The Guilty Feminist, The Illusionist, and Have You Heard George's podcast with George the Poet, who won five British Podcast Awards earlier this year. We're absolutely thrilled to be billed alongside these incredible podcasts, and I'd be even more excited to see Freelance Pod listeners there, so please do come along. For more information on the London Podcast Festival, go to their Twitter at London Podfest, or one word. That's all for another episode of Freelance Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do tell a friend. And it would help me if you could rate, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Freelance Pod and you'll see a little cartoon version of my face. You can also sign up for the newsletter, which comes out every time there's a new episode, which is about every week. So you can find that at tinyletter.com forward slash freelance pod or one word. The podcast is also on social media. So you can find Freelance Pod on Twitter at freelance underscore pod underscore, on Instagram at freelance pod or one word. And there's a Facebook group, so just search for Freelance Pod. Thanks for listening. There'll be another episode soon. Goodbye. <laughs>